Welcome to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our list of five things you need to know about that happened this week. Happy Friday to you. We have made it through another week. This one, much easier to work through than getting back into the routine of regular life that was last week. But we're here. We're wrapping up week two of January, and that means we've got some news about the economy coming in at number one this week. As promised last week, we got the Consumer Price Index for December 2021, and little surprise here, it was higher than in November, coming in at a 7% increase from December 2020. The increase is another record setter. Prices have not seen this amount of increase since June of 1982, when they saw a 7.1% increase. Just to recap here, this is the third month in a row that the CPI rose more than 6%, and the seventh month in a row that it rose more than 5%. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, used cars and trucks are the biggest contributors to the increase. As I'm sure if you read or watch the news, you've undoubtedly heard reports that the average price of a used car these days is just over $29,000, according to the most recent data, which came from November of 2021. My guess is that they still have not crunched the numbers for December. But that number alone is a 27.9% increase from 2020. The next Fed meeting is scheduled for January 25th and 26th, so we'll see what becomes of this data and if Fed Chair Jerome Powell decides to speed up tapering and increase interest rates even sooner than what was announced at the end of December. Number two, on Tuesday this week, CMS released their decision on how Medicare would pay for Aduhelm, the newest drug for treating early-stage Alzheimer's disease. It's the one that launched with a $56,000 price tag for a year's supply. Biogen, the creator of Aduhelm, cut that price down to $28,000 a year just recently, on the heels of a $22 increase in the Medicare Part B monthly premium. CMS has announced that they will limit coverage to patients participating in clinical trials. That's because, in addition to being controversial because of its price tag, Aduhelm also saw a fair share of controversy when it was approved by the FDA. The FDA actually ruled against its advisory board, which doesn't often happen. The advisors were skeptical of the clinical trial process and the drug's efficacy. CMS will be taking comments on the proposed policy for 30 days, Then they will evaluate those comments. Should they go ahead with the determination, the policy will be finalized come April 11th. Number three, tis the season for proposed rules and policy all around. Last Thursday, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services released their coverage year 2023 Medicare Advantage and Part D proposed rule, officially labeled CMS 4192P. There are a few items in the proposed rule worth mentioning. First and foremost, at the top of their fact sheet, lowering beneficiary cost sharing at the pharmacy counter. So right now, CMS's negotiated price between pharmacies and Part D plans 
is the price reported at the point of sale. The payment to pharmacies after that sale is usually less than what beneficiaries are being charged, and CMS wants to pass along the savings to the customer. The proposal would change the way that pricing arrangement works by, quote, Specifically, CMS is proposing to redefine the negotiated price as the baseline or lowest possible payment to a pharmacy, effective January 1, 2023, end quote. In addition to that change, CMS mainly focused on transparency, education, and improving the healthcare experience for dual-eligible beneficiaries in this rule. There was a mention of more oversight on marketing and communications, which we expect changes and updates from year to year from CMS. Preventing deceptive marketing from third-party marketing organizations was mentioned. No surprise there, given the events of this past fall, right around the time AEP began. CMS basically wants to make sure that networks can handle the addition or expansion of a coverage area ahead of time. CMS proposed some changes to how star ratings would be calculated for MA plans in 2023. Essentially, these changes address the ability to calculate star ratings at all given the circumstances of the COVID-19 pandemic. And then on the DSNP side, adding advisory councils, making sure educational materials are clear and can be included with regular marketing materials for both Medicare and Medicaid, and then some proposed changes to the maximum out-of-pocket, or MOOP, for duly eligible beneficiaries. Always a lot of policies included in that proposed rule. We will be linking to the fact sheet in our notes, so be sure to check that out for more details. Number four, Headspace Health continues to make moves in the mental health space with another acquisition. This time, it's Sayana, a mental health and wellness company with a built-in AI persona named, you guessed it, Sayana. I had never heard of Sayana before, so I had to go seeking out a few more details, which of course resulted in me downloading their sleep app. But Sayana has a full mental health and wellness app, much like Headspace. Users check in and log their moods, and the app recommends exercises in a few different therapy routes, cognitive behavioral therapy, acceptance commitment therapy, and dialectical behavior therapy, so CBT, ACT, and DBT, plus breathing exercises. If you've never gone through a guided breathing meditation, it is quite relaxing. I highly recommend it. At first glance, and AI aside, Sayana is very much so in line with what Headspace is already doing. Add the AI on top, and that adds recommendations and intuitive learning, plus an interaction that feels a little bit more personal and warm. For now, current users will still be able to use and access Sayana as Headspace works on integration. We'll have a link to info on the acquisition. There's a fair amount of info about the Ginger merger with Headspace there, in case you missed out on reading about that. And, of course, we'll also be linking to the official Sayana and Headspace sites. Number five, who doesn't love a good life hack? I know I do, and I recently came across one on Gizmodo that is super helpful. 
If you've ever wanted to take scrolling screenshots, but you don't know how, this article is what you've been looking for. So a scrolling screenshot is essentially the entire length of the article or document that you're looking at, and it's something that can be really helpful to grab all at once, rather than trying to stitch multiple screenshots together. It's a fairly simple process to switch from capturing a regular screenshot to grabbing a scrolling screenshot, but the process is a little different depending on the device and operating system. For example, on an iPhone or iPad, you take a screenshot, and you do that by pressing the power button and the volume up key at the same time. Or if you've set up the magic button like I have, I just need to tap on the back of my phone three times. Then when the screenshot comes up in the lower left corner, just tap on it and you can select to capture the screen or the full page. For a scrolling screenshot, you want to select the full page, you can mark it up, and then when you want to save it, you just click done and your phone will save it out as a PDF. That piece from Gizmodo also has instructions for Android, Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, as well as some third-party app options. So if that's something you've been trying to figure out on a new device that you got over the holidays, all the info you need is in that one helpful article, and we'll be linking to that in our notes. Now for this week's bonus. Oreo announced a brand new flavor to celebrate the cookie's 110th birthday. Chocolate confetti cake will help ring in the milestone for Oreo. It's packed with two layers of cream, vanilla cream with sprinkles, and a chocolate cake-flavored cream. And then in addition to sprinkles in the vanilla cream, there will be sprinkles in the Oreo cookie, a first for the company. Personally, I'm very excited about this cookie. I always get excited about cookies and sprinkles. But mainly this one because the birthday cake flavor is my favorite flavor of Oreo. I do prefer the golden birthday cake Oreos to the chocolate birthday cake Oreos, but I feel like adding more chocolate in there just might sway me toward these as a potential new favorite. You know, unless Oreo wants to bring back the golden birthday cake Oreo flavor. I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that. I was pretty upset when they discontinued that one. According to Oreo's site, it looks like the celebration begins tomorrow. You can register to get a coupon for the new flavor. There are all sorts of sweepstakes going on as well. And there's a fun new flavor of Oreo to try, which, let's be real, that's really what we're all here for. All cookies and the milk we dunk them in aside, that is all we have for this week's show. Don't forget to visit the notes for all of the articles and resources we mentioned here today. I hope you have a great weekend. Good luck if you're trying to hunt down those new Oreos. Let me know if you find them and where you find them, and I'll be sure to do the same. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. 